Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're so glad that you've joined us. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Yeah, can you believe it? <laughs> can you believe it? It is that time it? of the year. It's become that time of I year. And, uh, what, here's Here's what's worse. Here's what's worst for me. What? They started putting up Christmas stuff in Costco back in like August. I know. I took a picture of it because it was so early. So, so, I'm sorry. That to me, that's just unconscionable <laughs> that we do it. <laughs> but you know what it does? It makes you realize how time flies. Where's the year gone? I know. It's really, it's the end of the year already. Uh, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's the most wonderful time. I'm not sure it is of the year. Well, anyway, Dr. Linda, not everyone quite feels this way. In fact, I know you get asked to talk about the holiday family problems and stresses all the time around this time of year. It's true, unfortunately. <laughs> it is true that not all families function like a Hallmark movie experience. <laughs> Experience, Norm. Uh, no. But, you know, we do love those Hallmark movies. I know you don't watch them. I, do I know, not. I no. know. You and our daughter, Katie. We love them. Go for it. And you know why we love them? Why? Because the stories. Tell me. <laughs> they're predictable, they're cheesy, but yes. we all want those happy endings. That's uh, why. Well, but then there's the reality families that don't even come close to those kind of movies or the Hallmark cards either. That's right. Well, celebrations can actually turn into combat zones <laughs> in some families, mm. or at best, maybe families, you feel really disappointed when mm-hmm. you go. But as soon as you pull in the driveway, for some people, Norm, it's those unhappy memories that start to flood their mind. They might be thinking about, I wonder if my sibling will come high or mm. a verbally abusive relative will show up or a depressed mom or a critical uncle. Wow. Family experiences can be very painful and a reminder of a not-so-merry Christmas. It is so sad. Most of us want the holidays to be enjoyable. We think about it that way, but that's not our reality too often. It's just so much unfinished business in families. And so, you know, all the problems that you've ignored all year long (laughs) or you've failed to resolve up to this point, right? The holidays can just heighten all of that Mm -hmm. due to the stress. So we need to prepare ourselves and have a plan. I'm smiling when you say we need a plan because that's what our son Matt used to say when he's young. Almost as soon as he could talk, Dad, I have a plan. (laughs) He was so cute. He would say that all the time and then we patiently listen and guess what? he did. He did have a plan, no very matter detailed. what it was. Usually right? very detailed. That's true. He was always <laughs> thinking ahead. And that's what we're doing to this time in our time together. We're going to prepare ourselves before we actually have those family get-togethers. Because if we simply react, Norm, then we're going to – it could get really dicey mm-hmm, if that happens. Mm-hmm. So there's always that challenging relative or two or – 
three or maybe even more that create stress and problems. Right. We know who the culprits are ahead of time, right? So that's not a surprise. It's not like playing Clue and trying to figure out <laughs> who's going to be Colonel Mustard upsetting the group. That's right. That's <laughs> you can right. pretty much predict what's going to happen based on years and years and years of meeting together, unless, of course, there have been massive changes. Right. And that is the point. You probably know where the problems are going to be, so you can anticipate them as a result. And you can pre-plan how you're going to handle the typical issues that come up. So, do you think we can rehearse or think through our reactions ahead of time? Well, that's what we're going to try to do, because if you do, you're going to absolutely feel more in control. For example, if you know Uncle Bob will drink too much and he becomes verbally abusive, you can tell the family what you will do ahead of time. If the drinking gets out of control, you and your family will politely leave the gathering and you suggest maybe ahead of time that someone be responsible to monitor Uncle Bob's drinking so he doesn't ruin the celebration. I mean, why should your family be hostage to this repeated behavior every year? So have this conversation with the family prior to the gathering and try to agree on what to do to make the situation better this year. And yes, that is a really difficult conversation, but it is an important one to have. Why do you think that the holidays bring out the worst in people? I mean, it's supposed to be about joy and celebration, and I can't imagine anyone goes to a family get-together and thinks, ha-ha, I'm going to make everybody's life miserable. <laughs> well, I would hope not. <laughs> well, but I think it's what we said initially. I think it's just that the stress is really heightened during mm -hmm. those holiday times. You know, a lot of people are feeling physically depleted mm -hmm. due to all the busyness and the preparations. Um, so as a result of that, more of us are irritable, maybe easier. Uh, maybe we lose our patience quicker. You'd rather not deal with difficult people, but if that's not an option, if they're your family, right? Well, so you have to sort of put on your good face and get moving in those situations. And then sometimes you add to the stress, the fact that many people deal with loss and change, mm -hmm. and those holidays are bringing those things to the forefront. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that because loss really gets amplified during the holidays. I mean, for people who are divorced, maybe for the first time, this is the time you have to figure out how to divide the holiday with your children, or the death of a parent means there'll be an empty chair at the table. Mm. If it was your mom who died, this may be the first time she will not be preparing the meal mm. and sitting at your table. And if your children moved away, you may struggle to find a new normal. Even if it's uncomfortable, right? Shouldn't we acknowledge the loss instead of pretending it's not there? Obviously, it's an elephant in the room. Yes, I think the family is probably thinking about it. And so maybe a moment of silence or a story about their life, maybe a funny moment that mm. you can all remember. That's good. I mean, we have to move through grief. We don't just ignore it. You can be both sad and glad at the holidays, at the same time even. Sure. But if you focus on why you are together and enjoy those who are still with you, it does help. So focus on the fact that you still have a family and then do your best to get along despite the stress. And recognize you're going to feel lost. Yeah, it just let it happen. Or sometimes you might have to move to a room and just cry hmm. or get away for a moment to regroup. And that's okay because that's part of grieving. Well, since we're talking about loss, maybe we should look around and invite someone to our meal who might also be alone. We used to invite college students, remember, for <laughs> holidays, especially those who couldn't get away at 
often international students, mm-hmm. they always appreciated a home-cooked meal and being in our family home. You know, I loved that. And we learned a lot about how different cultures celebrate uh, the, th- mm-hmm. the holiday as well, because we had people from all over the world one year, I remember, at our table. And I think it's just really good to be sensitive to those who may not have family around and don't want to be alone. Right. And like you said, a lot of times you can just look around and see, is there someone who is just by themselves in that part of the country and doesn't know anybody or an international person. What if family members are pushing you to do things you don't want to do? Well, you don't want to be pressured, right? Family members may initially become upset with you if you don't do all the things that they're telling you to do, but you know what? They'll get over it. (laughs) So, example. I like that. Just get over it. Yeah, just get over it. But for example, if you're you're expected to cook the turkey and you just can't see how you're going to be able to do that this year, ask to have another task assigned to you instead. And if you don't want to visit for maybe five days... Uh, because of other obligations, tell your family you'll come for three instead. In other words, just think of ways to help the situation and don't just say yes and then feel resentful or allow that stress to be part of that holiday. That sounds like good boundary setting. Okay, but what about in terms of problems? How do you pick your battles? Well, you should pick them, honestly. Sometimes the best strategy is just not to react to an issue and decide, you know what, this isn't the time to get into it. If a problem comes up and you don't want to go there, just acknowledge the hurt or the issue and say something like, yeah, that was unfortunate that that happened, and then redirect the conversation. Keep your response as neutral as you can so that it just doesn't become an issue. And if the person goes back to it, maybe say, you know what, I would just rather talk about something else Mm. than rehash these old hurts. The holidays are just not a good time, Norm, I don't think, to confront problems head on, because that usually doesn't go well when families try that. And then you've ruined the holiday on top of feeling upset with each other. So I would say save those big issues for another time. That's a good idea. Okay, here's one I know a lot of people get upset about. What do you do when someone says your kids are out of control or they're misbehaving or they should be disciplined and you're not doing it? Yeah, that's touchy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because people have very different ideas sometimes of what constitutes good parenting and people have different discipline styles Mm -hmm. Uh, they may say things like I wouldn't let my child do that or talk to me that way. Yeah, and when you hear something like that, you can pretty much feel you're going to get worked up. (laughs) That's right. So just take a deep breath and address this calmly and say, you know what, we just have different styles and ideas. A lot of times there are generational differences on what parents allow or let children do. Tell the person, you've got this, and you'll deal with it your way, and then thank them for their concern. Well, that's nice. <laughs> no, it really is. No, they really are concerned no, about you, true. most likely. That's true. I get that. I know this one happens, especially to younger members of the family, because there are always relatives. There's always that aunt or the grandmother who wants to put pressure on one of your kids about getting married or having a relationship. You know, comments like, Oh, you're still single. Do you think you'll ever get married? Oh, when are you going to have children? What about that new job? (laughs) You know, our our children have heard that. Uh Uh, But most of the time, those are, again, well-meaning comments because the person is genuinely interested in you. But that can come across as rather intrusive. I think it's all in how you take it. You could make a joke and try to change the subject, or you could just say, you know what, that's kind of a touchy subject right now. I'd rather not talk about it. 
that involves that, what you mentioned, Norm, that boundary setting, mm-hmm. right? And letting the person know whether or not you're willing to, to go there. Or you could just make a joke. I think that's the easiest way and say, I'm wondering the same thing. Oh, that's good, right? <laughs> okay, here's a classic one that creates lots of stress. Whose family will you visit and for how long? I know it's tough, especially if both sides of the family live near each other and want to see the kids. Yeah, or don't live near each other because then it's harder to even get there, right, if it's far apart. So I saw this couple one time in therapy, and they were so upset because their families were fighting over this that they booked uh, a Caribbean island vacation (laughs) on Christmas, and they just said, we're not going to see either family. And they really made their point because the next year, both sides were really civil and willing to work together. Hmm, I see a Caribbean trip in our future. (laughs) Well, not kidding. Just kidding, because our our parents have long gone to be with Jesus, but it was sometimes a tug of war. Mm-hmm. So I totally get the escapist route. Sometimes it's all about traditions and what both families expect you to do. If you open presents on Christmas Eve, for example, they want you there in the evening. If you open presents on Christmas Eve, they want you there with them. But if you open them Christmas morning, there's that expectation. And when both sides do the same thing, I don't even know. Well, then you just maybe alternate years. Couples should talk about which family rituals and traditions they want to be a part of and how much travel is realistic in terms of time and finances. Just hash it out ahead of time and then present a united front to the parents. Good. Or if the travel and time becomes too much, host the holiday at your house and make them come to you. Oh, I like that one. Okay, here's another big one. Gifts. How much should you spend on each person without going into debt? Oh, my. This has to be talked about in early on um, before the gift buying begins. And families need to establish some type of plan that works for everyone. This can be dicey in some families. The more you can sort it out ahead, the better things will go. It seems to me like it's expectations that are at the root of so much stress. Yeah, expectations are important because they trigger feelings. So don't expect miracles. Keep your expectations of the others and yourself just very realistic. Sometimes you have to put up with someone you generally avoid. If there's someone who holds a grudge or someone with whom you've had a disagreement, Maybe try contacting them before the holiday and talk about the disagreement or agree that we're just not going to deal with it there. Reaching out beforehand will help minimize the stress and the awkwardness, I think, during the holiday. So remember that just because you might want to resolve the expectation, the other person may not want Mm. to do the same thing. Mm. Or you go into the holiday knowing that not much has changed, but you're not going to get dragged into something that is, it could get ugly. I got it. Well, I've got an expectation, and that's for us to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us more on preparing for holiday family stress when we return. Did you know you have a conflict style? Everybody does. Are you a conflict avoider? Maybe you don't avoid, but instead react intensely. Or perhaps you are a great negotiator. Dr. Linda Mento offers a free conflict quiz when you visit her website, www.drlindahelps.com. Click on the picture of her latest book, We Need to Talk. Then have a friend or your partner take the quiz, too, and see if you can navigate conflict successfully. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Just a quick reminder that you can follow Dr. Linda on her social media, Twitter and Instagram, at drlindamental, and Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker. You can also always listen to our podcast on MyFaithRadio.com or your favorite podcast platform like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mental Podcast. 
or go to MyFaithRadio.com. I think someone's trying to contact me right now because I hear my phone buzzing. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you think? I wonder what they're thinking about holiday stress because that's, that's right. what we're talking we about. We are talking about that. That's right. <laughs> okay, we need to talk about handling difficult family issues, but I would love to think we can make positive memories at Christmas time. I agree. I mean, this is what we want to do, right? This is we want to become that Hallmark family. Well, maybe not exactly, but (laughs) somewhat like that. So we intentionally get together with our families, despite all the conflicts and the upsets that people have. So we want to do our best to make this time of year a celebration rather than a burden or a combat zone. Or we can certainly do that for just a few days. But how do we start? I love that. You're just it's just a few days, Right. right? That's right. all it takes. Time hold limited. it together. That's There's right. light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. And, <laughs> and I know there are a lot of people listening. They have wonderful times with their families. Sure. So we're not trying to say that nobody does. But we want to come over to their house. <laughs> we have a good time with our family, I think. We, we have a lot of fun. But here's what we do. You focus on the positives. And despite all the family problems... Focus on the good parts of your family, the blessings and the gifts that have been given to you. Remember the true meaning of this season in order to center yourself and to give you the strength to be that model of love and kindness. I wonder if it helps to think, this is the only family I'll ever have. Mm. They're they're the only ones. So let's try and make this work. Let's make it fun. Family problems aren't going to go away during the holidays, but we can choose, I would imagine, to do things to build Positive memories. You know, in talking to different families, um, many of them tell me, Norm, that they don't have any traditions. Oh. They don't know how to have fun or how to create memories. And usually this requires some type of thought ahead of time when you're going to someone's house. You may have to intentionally build Mm. traditions. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Millennials have reported that they would like more traditions in their families. Isn't that interesting? It is. Here's one from your family. You guys have lots of traditions. We do. (laughs) No one except the older generation in your family goes bowling. It's so true. It's so true. But we built this great fun tradition over the years by going bowling after the big, huge dinner. Mm -hmm. Young to old, everybody could play. All in. That's right. (laughs) And because so many of us are truly horrible bowlers because (laughs) we do it once a year, that made it even more fun. There was no pressure. Just roll the ball down there and hope to hit a pin or two and laugh at each other a lot. We did laugh at each other and yell and encourage each other. It was so much fun because we were just together, you know, and just enjoying doing something together. I know that some families go outside for walks or they play a friendly flag football game. Others do a scavenger hunt for the kids and even for some grown-ups. For the fitness-minded, a turkey trot race involves the family members. Now, I have never done that. No. Because no. <laughs> we're not fitness-minded. But, you know, we do a lot of board games in the North. And so board games can be tons of fun. And several people can play, play cards, get a Scrabble game going, just get something going. And people just talk and laugh. And one year we went to a movie. That didn't work because the tryptophan from the turkey put us all to sleep. Oh, and it was that Jonathan Livingston Siegel movie. I was totally asleep. Right. That's right. right. Well, if you feel less ambitious, watch some old family videos. That's always good for a laugh. Or browse through photo albums. This will help you remember the good times and the memories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if your family really struggles to have a good time together, maybe organize some type of volunteer activity. You could go to a shelter and serve meals, Mm -hmm. deliver food to shut-ins. Visit a nursing home. They always love to have yes. people come and sing to them and talk to them. Or have, like we mentioned, international students or people who are alone to your home for the meal. 
if you give to others, it's going to really move the focus off of the difficulties in your family, and serving makes everybody feel better. You know, we don't think of it often, but I think we're also talking about taking care of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So that you're not lost in all the busyness. Some people get to Christmas dinner and they're so tired because they've been working for days. I know. It's like they plop down, they're just exhausted, and they look like they're in a daze. Right. And they're not enjoying the moment. So the point is to begin to build those positive memories and turn the feelings of dread around Mm. by intentionally creating activities for the family People can interact in a lot of positive ways so that the next year, there's something to look forward to, a time of getting together, maybe starting to create those traditions and those memories. And paying attention to your mood. That's right. Focus on things that lead to cheer and optimism. You can direct your thoughts. That's one thing you have control over. So focus on the good, the blessings, and the gifts that have been given to you. And again, we're going to say it again, focus on the true meaning of this season to center yourself and to give you peace. Well, and it also strikes me to remember that this is a time of grace and forgiveness. And from Thanksgiving to Christmas, we should be full of grace, gratitude, and thankfulness. And we should remember that all families have flaws and dysfunction. And I know they can be challenging this time of year, but we're going to go back to that one thing that we said, they're our family. Right? It's just a few days of the year. So try to accept them despite their issues. Like you said, Norm, extend grace during this season. Pay attention to your mood and know when you need a short time out. I think that really does help. You might have to regroup and go into another room and just walk away. Or you could become exercise-minded and take a walk. Yeah, you could do the turkey (laughs) trot in the morning. I always, I feel bad because I always wanted to do that because I think that's a really great thing. And I, I have friends and they all do it. They take their kids and they all enter the race and they start off this way, but I just... I think I'd rather eat cinnamon rolls, hot cinnamon rolls in the morning with my coffee and not do the turkey trot. I remember a year, though, we had a lot of friends from church over for a holiday meal, and we took a long, long walk afterwards. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we've done that in several places. Now, you can't always do that when you have a lot of snow and you live in the north. And do you remember the year we were in Minneapolis with your parents? And it was... You can't do anything in Minneapolis. Sorry, folks. I know. I know this is a part of our listening audience, right? But it was literally minus 10 for the temperature and then minus 30 wind chill. And we were told not to go out. (laughs) So nobody was walking around there. But but if you can get out, it is a really good thing. It it makes people feel good. And if you're in a neighborhood where it's walkable, take your animals and try to do some exercise. As we get closer to the end of the show, I know you have three questions that are worth asking as we approach these holidays. Okay, so we've given you a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, what can you do differently this year to make the holidays more enjoyable? And I think part of that answer is to think ahead. Yes. Be intentional. Plan some new things. Plan some new things. Maybe even get some co-conspirators from the cousins or the aunts and uncles and say, hey, what would you think about us doing this year? And try some traditions right. and make some memories. The second question, Norm, is what will you do or not do? And that goes into the boundary setting. Mm-hmm. And again, that's intentionality. You're thinking ahead. You right. know you know the dynamics. The Who's going to be there? Yeah. That's right. The buzzwords are going to set you off. So think ahead. What will I allow to make me crazy? <laughs> And what can you change? That's the big one. Just thinking ahead. What can I change? Can I change my response mm-hmm. to the way 
people are, which will actually change the reaction. So this last one that I just said is a good focus. So if you know, we're picking on Uncle Bob. I don't even have an Uncle Bob, so I just want you to know That's that. That's why. Yeah. We'll get drunk and be terrible. Tell the family that, you know, you're going to respond differently this year. Those are good suggestions, again, to make those changes and not make everything go the same way and then have everybody be really upset. And, you know, I like the idea of taking the focus off of you and what you're not getting or not going to be able to do. It really does help to remember the holidays are really not about you. Mm -hmm. There is a celebration that should be the focus. And at Thanksgiving, it's gratitude. At Christmas, it's Christ's birth. At Easter, it's the resurrection. So tune into the meeting of the holiday and distract your brain away from the drama. Okay, we're going to remember. It's supposed to be a time of good cheer. Let's do a quick summary. Okay, so wait for that family fight until after the holidays. <laughs> good. <laughs> Agree to disagree and determine to be civil to each other. Make a decision. You will enjoy the positive parts of Christmas with your family this year. You'll be nice even if they're not nice. And be intentional about creating positive memories. Develop a positive mindset before the family arrives. So this holiday season, let God's peace rule in your heart. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Meditate on that. Manage the stress and make some positive emotions. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer and my co-host, Norm Mintel, who makes the show a conversation, and our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.